Okay. My mic sounds nice. Check one. My mic sounds nice. Check two. My mic sounds nice. Check three. My mic sounds nice. Check four. My mic sounds nice. Check five. My mic sounds nice. Check six. My mic sounds nice. Check seven. Listening to Down the Rabbit Hole with Luis. Um, I have a really, really wonderful episode today. Uh, thank you guys for still tuning in. Uh, today with me, I have Zach Osborne. Uh, if you don't know, you should know. Uh, he is one of the the bartenders in the local Salem area. And if you if you spent a night out drunk in Salem, you've most likely run into him. Uh, and he served you beverages. Um, Zach. Uh, how's it going, man? Thanks for letting me on your uh, podcast. Thank you for joining me. Uh, thank you for coming here. I mean, I was kind of worried that uh, you'd be like, fuck this, no thanks, uh, or fudge this, sorry. I'm trying well, to watch there's my beer language. here, so I'm... There's down. beer here. Uh, we're actually, again, at uh, F. Stop Fitzgerald. I really like this place to podcast because it's very homey, and I really like to go for a home vibe, and I really like people to, like, come to this place. I know they already know. They don't need me to, you know, announce it, but... Uh, this is definitely one of those places that ju- that just you can you know get a beer, feel like you're at home, and just kind of meet some interesting people. You know the type of people that I kind of want to you know show the world uh, about, or at least you know my small demographic. <laughs> yeah, I 100% agree. I love this spot. It's one of my favorites. I've actually just found it about uh, this this last year, and when I first came, I fell in love instantly. So, um, shout out to F. Stop Fitzgerald. Thank you so much for not kicking me out. Um, I did my New Year's episode here, and it was really wild because people were getting wild and stuff. Awesome. Uh, definitely ra- wrapped up the, the decade that way. We talked about, you know, you know, me and my friend Luis. Uh, we talked about high school and and the weird, uh, you know, endeavors smoking weed does <laughs> at a young age. Um, so. Uh, one thing about you is that, like I said, you 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 work at Craftworks. You want to tell everyone how you kind of started doing what you do. Um, well, I've always been working at restaurants, and one way or another, I started when I was in high school doing uh, dish work, cleaning dishes, you know, like mopping floors, and then that moved into uh, busing, moved into uh, serving, and then like actually, right when I turned twenty one, I was uh, I went, went and begged. Gilgamesh to give me a job so I could oh, bartend no and they uh, they told me that I could uh, go and like pour beers at events for them basically for free for tips and nice. I did that for almost an entire summer and then they told me that I could work in one of their bars and it just started from there pretty much nice so basically right out of high school you've just been getting it and just kind of owning your craft honing your craft and owning it I guess well trying the best I could you know and, 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 and really, I was, I was trying to tell, tell you about this, but uh, that's one of the reasons I really think I, I really liked what you do, uh, because I spent many a countless, countless drunk nights, and I was one of those people where you would, you know, tend to me, and I was like, watching you do what you do is very mesmerizing, and then that, I'm sure that didn't take, that didn't, you didn't do that overnight. Uh, well, it's one of those things where it's, I can't really enjoy something that I'm doing unless I make it fun for me, so mm-hmm. that's why when you go into... Anywhere that I'm working right now, Craftworks, uh, like, I got a playlist going. That's kind of my playlist. I've got uh, stuff like cocktails that I'm making, things that I'm doing that are things that I want to do and things that I want to share with other people. So it's, you know, really more selfish for me. But when I can do something that I selfish, like, then it, <laughs> right, then it, so it, none of it's for anyone else but me. It's all for me, you know. 
But uh, that's what makes it good, I think, for me. I think that's what, you know, when you try to please everyone else and you're doing things for everyone else, you know, you don't really get it right. Man, and um, I will say, you mentioned your playlist. I was very, very impressed. I, I don't think I've ever been to another bar that, 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 that gets a playlist right. Um, in my, Because I'm a very, you know, sn I think I'm a snobby person. <laughs> I think I know what I like and I know what yeah. I don't like. And, you know, to definitely go to a place, you, you, the music sets the mood. The music, I feel like, is half the battle. You know what I mean? And if you'd have, like, a trash playlist, you know, what are we doing? No, definitely. Like, I like to, I do a whole thing with it. Like, when I get there, I've got to have my, like, opening song, which is, like, it's got to be something that grabs attention a little bit, that's kind of, like, cool sounding, but not, like, over the top, like, high tempo or anything. Um... And then I kind of move with it based on how many people are in the bar, which is kind of sounds weird, but I'll, I'll like get something going, and then I'll just kind of play the next a few songs. As the more people come in, the tempo goes up, and then kind of gets a little more dancey. And if we have like 200 people and it's packed, then there's going to be like straight up EDM going. Um. Jesus, oh, <laughs> Jesus, that's awesome that you can read the room like that. Do you? 200 people can really fit in that place. I mean, I don't think they're supposed to, but you but know. Like you, 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 it's, it's a buck, you know. It's like right, on Cinco de Mayo and New Year's, you know, it's, nice. who's counting, you know? <laughs> right, we kind of forget the clicker. Um, so uh, when, 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 you, when you do your playlist, I, like, you, I know this is very premeditated. Uh, is there a couple bands that you can think of that just kind of can set the mood really? Those are the first go-to to set a mood for you. Well, I, I go to M83s a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, that's one of my favorites. Um, they just have a newer album called Junk, and it's like, it's got a bunch of really cool jazzy stuff on it, but it also has some super weird stuff. Like, there's one where there's like, it's like really melodic and like super feels like you're walking through a forest in like Narnia. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, there's like kids talking like fairy book, <laughs> and it's really weird. And I like to play that to get people the fuck out of the bar at the end of the night sometimes. Okay. But it's uh, definitely like a cool jazzy vibe through, and whenever I put it on, it's just kind of mellow, like. Sometimes you don't want the bar to be that, like, hype if there's, like, you know, 40 people in there and they're kind of aggressive and getting kind of drunk and it's like, whatever. Sometimes I'll just be like, there needs to be some real slow saxophone right now. <laughs> <laughs> Play me some Kenny G or anything. By the way, shout out to Kenny G. I, I, I find a, found a new appreciation for Kenny G, especially now that he's doing more work with, you know, obviously Kanye. And I know everyone hates it, but I loved it. I love this new work with Kanye, and I was like, you know what? I don't care. I don't well, care what you let me take away some uh, light from Kanye real quick and tell everybody that there is a Earth, Wind, and Fire and Kenny G collaboration, and it's a cover of I Like the Way You Move by Outkast, and it's awesome. Nice. You got to look that up. Yes. No, and no, actually, I know what you're talking about, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do know what you're talking about because at my work, we, we definitely. Uh, you know, I definitely work in the medical field and we have, you know, our office set up and a lot of the time we are playing, you know, smooth jazz or just jazz in general and, you know, or, you know, like on Pandora, we put on Kenny G Radio and I've heard that before and when I first heard it, I was just like, oh, it's the way you move, da -da -da. and I was like, why am I singing Outcast right now? <laughs> and it definitely, like, took me a while to kind of kick it and I'm like, oh, snap, that's Outcast and I've never heard them like this before and I like this. So definitely shout out to that. That was a really a really cool thing to do. Yeah, that's a banger. If you don't if you don't like anything about this tonight and you're listening the let this be the only song, takeaway. Let's treat you know. <laughs> let this be the only takeaway. I don't care what you do. Listen to that banger. <laughs> um, so I mean, over a decade then in the game, pretty much. You know. Oh yeah. And yeah, definitely thousands of people you've attended and 
definitely thousands of people you've probably kicked out. Is there any weird, wild stories that you can tell me that, you know, where things get too turned for your own good? Oh, or man, for the we'd bar's have own to, good? we would have to do, like, a part one through ten or something, and we wouldn't even get through it all. I like it. Give me the first three that come to your head of just something that you definitely needed to go come back down to a two because it was at like in the 13. Oh man. Okay. Well, this isn't really like a escalating thing, but, uh, I don't know if you saw this, or remember it. It's my claim to Facebook fame. Cause it like, <laughs> everyone always asks about it, but, uh, there was a point in time where somebody walked into Craftworks, and they went into the back without saying anything and they shit in the bathroom no. on the floor they picked it up and they threw it around like a monkey everywhere. And it was just the, it destroyed. And I had to go in and this was like right when we were picking up and I had to clean it. And I like did more investigative work than I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Looking through the cameras, watching people, like how they looked at watching each other, people. how they walked into the bathroom, who reacted I first. Hope you saved that footage. I, well, yeah, I, I think it's on my Facebook. I'll like repost it or something. But if you go, if you like just. Search on my Facebook for Zach shit. <laughs> it'll, Zach it'll, shit. It'll pop up. <laughs> That's wild. It's a two-part tale, and I, like, walk everyone through each scene of it. It's awful. It's terrible, terrible Oh, thing. please repost that after this. I want everyone to see that, because if you don't know now, you're going to know. I didn't even know that. No, I, I wish I would have known that, because, you know, definitely, it, it, that's... That's disgusting. And for you mystery fans out there, this is an unsolved mystery. I have never, to this day, figured out who no. did it. And I'm pretty sure I like found the guy in the cameras, but I couldn't identify him. No one knew who he was. And there's still like a little bit of an argument over is it him or the girl before him, and or a girl after him, and like no one can decide. I'm pretty sure it's him, but like. A third of the people that watch it think it's the girl still. So all it and I'm like not trying to be sexist or anything, but like, would would a woman be capable of something so foul? Well, here's the thing though. So the guy that goes in there and does it looks, he's got the look. I feel like he's up to something, and he just goes straight to the bathroom and leaves. So I think obviously that's the guy. Yeah. But then a girl walks in after him, like a couple of min- like a minute later, and she stays in the bathroom for an entire minute, and I don't understand how that could happen. Like, how could you be in there that long? Like, I'm telling you, I had was fully suited up. I had, like, a thing over my mouth. I think I had, like, vapor up under my nose. Like, and I couldn't be in there for more than 10 seconds at a time. It was a very slow cleaning process. And this girl was in there for, like, a minute. So everybody thinks it's it. Like, that's when the people think it could have been her. Because then she comes out, and then I think she's the one that tells me about it. But she's still in there for a long time. Jeez. That's that's pretty foul, man. That that's is gross. that's that's I I I can't look at that. Maybe that I shouldn't have brought something up so gross on your podcast. Oh no, do it. Yeah, bring it up. Now there. tell me about your colonoscopy. I'm kidding. He's never <laughs> had one. Actually, I don't know if he has one, but like, it's okay. We're on Apple. <laughs> we're on this big platform now. We can say fuck if you want. Say fuck. I don't care. You know. Awesome. We're on a big platform. Sorry, Apple. You should you fuck up. <laughs> but dude, like that that's pretty disgusting. And actually I, I, I now I need to see that footage because uh, yeah, I mean, if, if I'm just I hope it was the woman actually. I know that because of what happened and how you describe it, but I really hope it was the chick and just now I want to get more involved in, in, in what were you, what was the thought process? because I always I always tell people, whether it's my podcasting or something positive, it starts with the wouldn't this be cool idea? Wouldn't this be cool? <laughs> and so I feel like a decision was made, and an obvious decision, and, and it was horrible. 
a decision was made that night and, <laughs> and wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> I know there needs to be a documentary made about this. Like clearly there is something going on. And there's a mystery shit around somewhere. It so. had to be a revenge against someone in the building. What do you do to them? What do you do to people? I don't know, man. You made your sour whiskeys too sour. Well, back to the kicking people out. I kick a lot of people out, you know? Yeah, I, I saw one of them more recent. I, I, I don't remember what exactly happened, but I, I just remember some guy kind of just dinking around and yeah. just kind of had to kick him out. Um, but, you know, I, I rarely see people get kicked out there, you know? So you have to be a real, you know, jackass to get kicked out. Well, I mean, you might just miss them. I do a lot of them. Um, the thing is, we're like the latest bar open downtown, so people jump around, which is awesome. That's what makes downtown so great with bars, you know, but um, when they're done jumping around, they end up at my place after, you know, more drinks than they've had at any other place. And uh, a lot of those people, you know, were really cool at, you know, Coin Jam, or really cool at Taproot, and then they mosey on over, and then everything settles, and they're now the drunkest they've been, and then they're monsters, you know. Horrible monsters. No, I believe that. I've been that. I believe that. I don't <laughs> shit on anybody though. But right, right, I definitely right. urinated myself a couple times. But sometimes people don't like to be told, you know, sorry, I can't give you another beer, and then they go crazy. You know what? I, it's funny about that. You know, I'm really big on a believer that toxic male energy is a real thing, and so you know that whole, you know, that whole, you can't do something. Almost, I can easily see a guy getting offended so bad that he's just like. No, fuck that. No, 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 no. I oh, yeah. You know, and almost to the point where he's violent, you know? Oh, no, it happens all the time. Like, people will lose their shit all the way. Like, go, I mean, not, you know, figuratively gross. and literally. But, you are you know. gross, mister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I'll stop talking about that one. Um, but, no, people will go crazy, and that's where I have to be like, sorry, man, you can't be in here, you gotta get out, and then they'll freak out. And then I get, uh, you know, then it, then it comes to slurs, and it comes to, like, you know, things you know you don't want to call people and that it depends on what you know it's always whatever situation and then I kick them out for that because I'm not going to let people say anything bigoted or like slurry at Craftworks you know and then yeah. and then they hate me forever and then that's just why I can't go to another bar without someone being like hey there's an asshole yeah <laughs> you know for the record it's 2020 can we stop <laughs> using the word faggot to insult people yeah please like, that's the go to if you're kicked out of my bar that's you're the faggot. It's the go-to for me. That's what I get every every time. And every it's like, time. all right, man, is that a problem for you? Get out of here. You're like, just like the biggest F word ever. Like, now you can never come back. So yeah. this is whatever. No, man. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. It was cute when I was 10, a little bit. You know, like, you're, mm. you're faggot. You know, things like that. But, yeah, definitely there's other ways of insulting people. And I think if you want to insult somebody, I'm definitely, you know, bring back bullying 2020. But, like, definitely, you know, mature it up a little bit. Don't, you know, I, I just... It's hard, or we're like, um, I guess no one should say it, but I feel like mostly when Caucasian or Mexican or Hispanic, I should say, say the N-word to each other, mm. that gets really kind of like cringy, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I don't need, I'm not going <laughs> to weigh in on that one at all. I don't, I don't use that word, and I don't like it to be used in the bar, yeah. and that's all I can really say to anybody, and if any of my white friends say it, I'm definitely telling them. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I'm not being around this or being associated with it. Yeah, no, for real. And I totally get that. Because it's like, I, I've been to certain bars in that area that are a little more interesting. Dance clubs in the area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to put any hate because I, I, I go there. Saying I haven't gone there as much anymore. I'm too old for that, I feel like. But uh, you know what? 
Evan, night deposit. <laughs> um, no, man, I'm too old for night deposit now, I feel like. Uh, but definitely there's a lot of guys that are just use all that type of language and then some, and then, like, it's a certain type of person, I've noticed. Um, and definitely it's those people who are more sensitive at the end of the day. They're definitely more, you know, they get hurt a little easier. And yeah. those are the ones that are more aggressive towards other people. You know, peacocking and stuff. You know, yeah, get yeah. a little alcohol in you and then you start peacocking and, you know, it, it's kind of interesting to watch because sometimes I'll go sober now because I, I stopped smoking cigarettes back in April. And then I kind of cut down on my drinking too. So now when I, uh, when I go out, I'll have a beer, maybe a cider or two. But I'm definitely not getting buck wild anymore. I yeah. haven't shit myself or pissed myself in years, which is great. <laughs> Hopefully that wasn't like a yeah, main like, feature of your nights out. <laughs> like, this is what I have to do. I have to shit myself. <laughs> um, and, and so I feel great. You know, I wake up great. And, but I just, I'm 28, you know. I, I, I'm definitely not old in, in the universe. It's a sense of, you know, like, because I told you, I'm 28. You're, like, you're just a baby. I'm so Right. you. I have, I get GERD nowadays. I can't drink or eat hot wings like that. I I, I eat spicy wings and and then I three in the morning I'm crying asking for milk. I want milk. <laughs> it hurts. So so definitely it takes a toll. Um, or do you find yourself to be a, a big drinker at all? I mean you 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 serve it. Are you? Can you get buck wild? Do you feel like you're that person? I mean I don't. I try not to get crazy like downtown like. I mean, definitely, I do it once in a while, but uh, my thing is usually, you know, for one, at the home bar, it's nice to be at Craftworks, you know, when I do, I, I guess, because cause I know the level of what is acceptable and not acceptable, so it's kind of easier to stay in that line. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I usually try to get out of downtown and get home if I'm going to go there, you know, and get a little crazier. Like, I try to keep it, uh, I'm like a sprinter, not a... <laughs> Not a long distance person, so I do. Uh, so I'll start, you know, drinking you at. You go uh, hard, real quick. Yes, yeah, so I'll start drinking at like you know, like later, later at night. I usually don't. I like definitely don't day drink ever, and I don't drink until like you know, at least until the sun goes down. Usually, like not until like nine. Nice. I mean, I I I think I can kind of relate to that too, but uh, in the sense that I I. I I like day drinking sometimes, but it's just I can't because then by like nine I'm like oh, I don't want to go to bed. Um, but uh, it, it makes sense because you're a very recognizable face. I want people to understand. Like, I mean, if you don't recognize his voice because there's not a lot of loud music going back in the background, <laughs> but like you know the face, we know who you are. But I feel like people don't really know who you are because all they see is the bar, and that's really you know, you know it's almost an interesting thing or like people build a relationship with you almost like they they get comfortable with you i'm sure people talk to you about you know their problems or when you have a chance you can interact with your patrons oh yeah um it's kind of interesting that 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 you can have such a relationship with somebody but like you don't take that out of work right you have to keep a, a, a distance almost i mean i don't know how many friends you make at the bar but do you find yourself needing to put up a wall Oh, I wouldn't say, like, a, a wall. Like, I guess, uh, <coughs> excuse me, I guess uh, just, like, there's got to be boundaries, you know. I feel like it's one of those things where I'll make friends at the bar, you know. I've had some, I've made some really great friends over the years. Um, but the thing is, you know, certain people will try to, you know, take advantage of that sometimes. Not in, like, a shitty way, but in just, like, a just like oh, I'm friends with the bartender, so he doesn't mind if I get too wild or he doesn't mind if I tell these guys off for him and it's like no you need to let me you know 
You're still drinking, and I'm still the one working here. So there's like, I feel like you know, it's not like I put up a wall, but I've got to like make sure people. It's like if we're gonna be buddies, you gotta have you know, you gotta understand the boundaries of like what you can do. You're still a customer. Like, just because I like you doesn't mean that I'm gonna let you you know come by the bar and pour beer in your mouth. You know, like. I was gonna ask you since. I hope we're kind of buddies now, like a little bit. Oh yeah, you can definitely come behind the bar and pour beer in your mouth for sure, for sure. Okay, cool. Yeah. And I was like, I was gonna shit, and I was like, you know, I might as well take one for the team. Right, right. I can't right, do that no more, right? Yeah, no, 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 no. Quick, because, um, whew, buddy, I can't. <laughs> I get, I get, uh, I get shy. I get, I get. If I'm not on my throne, I get shy. So again, another reason. I, I'm, I'm still dumbfounded about the poop. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you're not talking about it, I will because. I just, I, I get camera shy all the time, so I can't imagine someone who has the audacity to just, like, let's fucking go. I'll Almost looks like Ash Ketchum and puts their hat backwards and just like, let's fucking go. Let's fucking, you know, shit at you, I choose you, you know, that was a horrible joke, but like, you know, I fucking choose you and just chuck it, you know, and start making a mess. I'll tell you what, if we don't have to talk about it anymore, I will, uh, I'll wait until the day that this goes, whenever you post this, and I'll reshare it then, and then I'll make it shareable so you can share it too, and we can re- retry to capture the there's like a million names for them but the Salem Shitter <laughs> the Salem Shitter okay okay and the only reason I, I'm very fascinated by shit and shit talk uh, is because uh, I you know like I said I, I work at an endocrinologist I've worked in before this I did pediatrics for like a decade and uh, in, in, you know I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna sorry poop on my old co-workers but excuse me um there was a there was a time where I was almost doing the same thing because someone pooped at our company like our, our employee bathroom, and they 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 did a skid mark but like a really high, like <laughs> a really high, uh, a, 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 like an not an avalanche but like a rock slide mud slide mud oh, slide God. but it was a really really high and misaimed one, oh. almost like they were you know like hovering over it. And for the longest time, I've been trying to find it because I took pictures of it. I, I sent emails to everybody. I'm like, one of y'all is nasty. One of y'all is gross. And I want to shame you like a dog and just go, no, bad. So I spent a good like two weeks invested into this. And nobody came clean about this disgusting mudslide that went out of the toilet. It slid down. God, nobody wants to be in a shit situation. No, yeah, and, and, and I definitely, I have the time and the patience <coughs> to do something like this. Don't tempt me, mother budgers. I will, I try not to say budge anymore. The F word. I notice that my, my fans don't, it, it's almost like, um, it's almost like I'm still in my adolescence. Like I still need to like grow up a little bit. I mean, we're never truly going to grow up, but I feel like, uh, with my podcast, I do let it slip, but I'm, I'm trying to catch myself seeing the F word. You should have heard the first ones. I was doing nasty stuff. You know, I was talking about like my sex life and everything. So, uh, what I was trying to say is, my aunts and my my gra- like my mom or my grandma speaks only Spanish, so she doesn't care what I'm doing. She knows I'm doing this, but she's like whatever. But I, you know, my other family members they would listen to what I'm doing and. Oh God. And 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 uh, how I lost my virginity and and, I, and long story short, like I said, I'm not gonna go into detail, but it was in 2 p.m. public on like a Tuesday on the Globe, downtown Salem. Rad. Yeah, and like, 
You're a true Salemite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> true Salemite. I, I definitely mark my territory. Also criminal. That's very, illegal. That was very illegal. That's illegal. It was illegal. You're the heart of Salem, but also you're criminal. Because <laughs> I'm, 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 we were both like underage. And fun fact, this was MySpace era. So I was like 16. Oh, no. And she, she was from Nebraska. Nebraska. So she was a MySpace chick from Nebraska. Uh, you know, I'm just gonna go online now and like look up all your friends and see who lives from Nebraska and figure this out. You know, thing I out. think she's still on there. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and no shame. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, definitely. I think she's. She, I think she's married and has kids now. And she lives the perfect life in Nebraska with all her corn huskies and. <laughs> I uh, won't dredge up her criminal past. and I'll leave it lie. <laughs> and and stuff like that, that 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 kind of concerns me, uh, to a degree. And when I say that, it's because I'm not saying I'm going to be famous or anything, but I definitely want to build some traction. And so, like, when I do my serious episodes where it's, like, it talks about, you know, when I give, you know, the Salem Art Association, you know, a good podcast, like the first two one. Uh, but then, you know, the next one is just, like, dicks, 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 dicks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, man, they're probably, like... Jesus, what do we do? What are we doing with this guy? It's nice to have range, though, you know. Yeah, no, it really is. It really is. I feel like uh, I'm the I'm the boyfriend that can do both. I guess. Yeah, sense. yeah. And you can have like a little disclaimer, like, "Hey guys, this is another one where we just talk about shit and penises a lot." This is so a shit and penis episode. It's a uh, another one of those. It's almost every like other a, episode. It's like a, like a like a like a Looney Tunes episode. Sorry, guys, <laughs> but that's all, folks. Um, so. Enough about my sex life. Go if you want my sex life, just go to the first three episodes, man. I was talking about my my, and, and I'm very proud of those, by the way. Now because they were first, they were really loud. They were, you know, staticky. I didn't know anything about audio levels and everything. And it was at a bar. It was at All Stars in Kaiser. Oh wow! Um, and uh, I don't know if anybody familiar are, familiar you are with Kaiser. I've been there. You've been, been there once or twice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, but, uh, you know, with other bars, there's different vibes, obviously. So when you hang out outside of your home bar, is there a sense of like, it's the other guy? It's the, it's the, not like enemy, I don't want to say, but like, are you guys, you guys like fist bumping? Are you guys kind of like, I know where you're from. I'm noticing you. Uh, it's a little different for everyone, I feel like. Like, there's definitely some bartenders that I hang out with or I see, like, you've already got, like, a camaraderie with bartenders. Like, another one, you're like, oh, what's up? Like, respect. But then it's also kind of like, if you really like them, then you, like, vibe more and you're like, oh, yeah, cool. I want to come support your, your thing. I want to see what you're doing and, like, figure that out, you know? I'm like, cool, awesome. And then sometimes if you don't really like the other guy, then you're just kind of like... All right, what do you got going on? And it could be, like, the same thing, and you're like, oh, cool, you're doing this special, cool, fuck you, man, whatever. Like, <laughs> seems cool, seems cool, idiot. Like, uh, but, uh, you know, it just depends, you know. It's the same with everything, I guess. How, when, when, you, when you're, when you're, I guess I want to talk about a little bit of, of mixology, in a sense, and, and uh, how much time do you take when you make a new drink that you've never built before, that you've never assembled before? How much time does that roughly take you? Or are you a quick learner? Um, it just really depends, man. Like, it's like, uh, like, I mean, to be honest right now, I don't do a ton of, like, I don't focus a lot on, like, mixology and specials as much as I used to just because the clientele at Craftworks has, like, shifted to be a lot younger, especially after the brick closing and with, like, the new oh, college right. kids, which is awesome. They're coming downtown more, so we get a lot of that and kind of floods the uh, nightlife, you know, which... Um, 
it's good for revenue and everything, but it's definitely not so fun to make cocktails for 21 year olds as it is for you know older people. But true, very true. Um, <coughs> I think it's the only reason I do ask is because uh, you know there was a couple bars when I would go back in the day, like five plus years ago, and uh, you know go to the shack. There was a bartender who worked there, um, and he he was really cool as far as like making specific drinks for me and my group of friends. Uh, we were all a bunch of nerds, pretty much, in the sense that, like, act like these guys went to school for, like, you know, engineering and biology and stuff. They were actual, like, s you know, study heavy. And so we would go to bars and, and, and we would uh, tell the bartender to make us something. And he would make, uh, I think it was like an alien brain hemorrhage. Oh, yeah. I remember you heard, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those type of drinks. And then. I would love watching. Actually, I talk about this now. I want to do a podcast with them again. I don't know if lightning can strike twice, but they would yell out the 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 the, the scientific properties of how this is happening while the bartender is mixing everything and doing everything. Yeah, cool. They're yelling, you know, the process scientifically of what's happening, and 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 you know, in detail, and slurred because they're wasted already. And it was so fascinating to just listen to my homies Eric. And Daniel talk, you know. If you guys are listening to this, I want to do this again. I ho I love you guys to death, but I definitely that that was an amazing experience. And then like them breaking down the science of why, like like buoyancy and you know volume and and why the the, the drink is working the way it should. Right. In detail. See, that would be I would check that out because that's useful information to me. Like to answer your first question, like. When I do make specials, um, it always it's like random. Like it'll be like uh, I don't know if you remember that movie, uh, Walk the Line. It'll be like I'm like sitting somewhere and someone will be like, oh, like cherry something pie in this, and I'll be like, cherries and apples, like what? And then I'll be like, <laughs> immediately the next day, put something together, and it's like, oh wow, this tastes really good, or like you know, mix it into this, or try it with this, and like I change everything every time I make it, pretty much just to see if it's better or worse. Nice. But uh, other times, I'll, like, I've been trying to like make certain drinks for years, and it just never comes out right. And I just like I know there's like one thing missing, and then I'll be like, "Oh man, I'm gonna add this liqueur to it, and it's gonna make it perfect." And I'm like, "No, it still tastes off." Like I don't know. There's a couple uh, mixes that I want to talk to you about, and what I kind of almost what your reaction is, and kind of see what you feel about them, because these ones are close to my heart in the sense of when 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 we were doing our our science drinking. And then when you take the shot, you yell science. Yeah. And then we were they were just quoting Neil deGrasse Tyson all night. It was amazing. So again, it, or just oh my god, let's do that again, right now. No, I'm just kidding, maybe. Um, but a couple of drinks that I really that kind of stuck with me that to this day always fascinate me from the process to the taste. And one of them was the rainbow shot. Oh yeah, yeah. So where it's. Um, and if you don't know, ever can you tell us what the rainbow shot shots, plural, plural shots? Yeah, I, or I don't know. Or you, it's Wait, pretty I, much one you, shot. Like, give me, give me, a, give me a rainbow shots. I always say shots, and people always still look at me funny. Well, it's basically just a bunch of like liquor and sugars and juices that are all put together, and then uh, when you let it sit for a second, you put it out in the shot glasses that. Uh, by the buoyancy of whichever thing is like lighter, it kind of like makes a rainbow out to it with like grenadine being on the bottom is red, so it like sits lower and it kind of all melds together and when you pour it out, it looks like each one is a different color because of like 
the amount of whichever thing is in it. So they're pretty cool. There's not a lot of alcohol in them, though. People are always like, oh, yeah, these are going to get me messed up because there's, like, ten shots here. It's mostly... But it's like, yeah, most of those are juice, though. <laughs> okay, yeah. There goes, the, there, goes, there goes the mystery of it. Fucking Santa Claus? Real or what? You know the guy or you don't? Santa Claus shots? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Easter Bunny zoo real thing? Jesus, you're, break, you're breaking the illusion for me, man. Oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I didn't know what you wanted there. I was trying to sound smart. <laughs> no, and, no, and then exactly, no, that's exactly <laughs> how I wanted that to play out, and you did perfect, really good, perfect. so I appreciate what you did there, because, uh, you know, it, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but you just, it's one of the things you have to see, and it's definitely a cool party trick, because when you pour it, definitely the colors change, and that's so fascinating to me. And uh, definitely, you know, if you're a young 21-year-old listening to this, don't bother him to do one because I don't know if he wants to do them for you. Do you want to do this? Do you like doing this? Oh, I want, I want to do this. No, okay. <laughs> I'm not doing so that. Don't, so don't bother him. <laughs> um, I don't know. Go to another place and bother them. But um, definitely. But, but then come back to this place because, you know, don't just leave and come back. But, yeah, definitely it's one of those things that you. It's definitely has its age limit. Like, I won't go there and be like, can I get a rainbow shot? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it definitely it definitely has its age limit, in my opinion. I would love to see it again, but it's definitely not for me anymore. Right, right. Um, one of the other drinks that I really appreciated, and I don't know how big this was, but this was a thing, at least to me, was a cheeseburger shot. Oh, God. I, ju- I actually just learned what that was not that long ago. No way. Yeah. Awesome. So you know what I'm talking about. You tasted them before. Yeah, well, I my thing is I hate pickles, so it doesn't oh, do no. it for me. Nuts. All right, well, interview's over. Tell everyone goodbye. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I love pickles. I love pickle juice. Uh, I always tell people a, a swig of pickle juice a night, you know. See, it's good friends to have, though, because, you know, we go out for sandwiches. You can have my pickle, man. You know, it's perfect. <laughs> good friends. I always thought that was a weird concoction. I was always hesitant about it, but then when I tried it, I'm like... Son of a gun. You got something here, kid. Yeah, no, I have tasted I mean, it is, it is, it is kind of freaky, you know, but yeah, for sure. Do I just you know don't how it. they're made? Like, can you tell me, like, what, what it is? Can you ruin that illusion for me? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, I don't actually remember. It's, I've only made it, like, twice, but I think it's, it's basically just pickle juice and uh, tomato juice, because it's like the tomato and the pickle together makes it taste like a cheeseburger. And, and then I forget if it's vodka or whiskey or whatever, but... I thought it was tequila, but... Or maybe it's tequila, I don't remember. I just know that those are the flavors that make it taste like that. And, uh... And, and... I don't know, man. I, I, like I said, that one was... I yelled science so hard when I first <laughs> had that one. You know, I was just like, oh my god, you blew my little 21-year-old mind. And I was like, Jesus, what's going on? This guy can make anything. Bartenders are amazing. Uh, it almost inspired me to want to do it, but then I realized I have really shaky hands and I'm really clumsy, mm. and so I can't really, I don't know, you kind of have to be a little bit proportionate and a little, you know, put together to be a bartender, I think. I don't know about that. I've seen some, I've seen some wrecks, you know, be able to shake some stuff around. <laughs> I actually, I actually did too. Before I go, I went to hear Eugene uh, pretty recently. Actually, not recent. This is um, in the fall, and I don't remember what bar. I don't go to Eugene ever, and... Um, <coughs> me and the lady went to, to to Eugene for whatever reason and then I was like hey it's Sunday let's go day drinking in Eugene and here I am thinking I'm going to get like the college experience mm-hmm. I didn't go to a formal college like a traditional university I went to like a trade school right and so 
I was like, I'm going to get the full college experience. And it was, first of all, I think it was like, you know, dead weeks so over. Everyone's like doing their own thing. And it was dead, you know. Yeah. There was like two guys out, maybe. And I was one of them. <laughs> and so um, I was day drinking, and I remember this, the, the, at one place I went to, God, forgive me, I can't remember the name, but they were training somebody. And I just remember the lady was going so hard on her. And, and she had this Harry Potter themed drinks, you know, basically like one of it was like a golden quidditch. It was basically it was like a, a, I think it was like tequila and what do you call it? Uh, orange juice or something. Yeah, yeah. It was just something very simple and I think too wild. Right. But she was just like freaking out and having a wild time trying to put this together for me. I was very patient. I wasn't rude about it. Um, when you kind of started out, do you feel like there's someone you can shout out that kind of helped you kind of learn what to do? without really, you know, busting your balls too hard? Like, is there someone that you remember that really put you on to a lot of things? Uh, not, actually, yeah, there's a, when I was at Gilgamesh, like, they were, like, focused on beer, but I remember, you know, I, that was my first bar where there was, like, liquor at it, too, as the campus, mm-hmm. and I remember being, like, oh, man, I want to be, like, a real bartender, not just pour beers, I want to do all this stuff, and, like, I was working with, like, a team of guys, and, uh, my manager at the time, her name was like Laura Beans. She's awesome. She was like, uh, you, tell you what, when you can make a hundred of the like most common things, then you can, you know, would be bartending shifts or whatever. Hundreds. She's like, when I like the most common stuff people would order, like, because that's what you got to know is what she told me. So then I was like, constantly memorizing everything I could, like you know, top like one hundred drinks, like looking them up, trying to get them all down. Which I don't think there was a hundred. There's probably like fifty or like twenty five of them that's or something. That's a good you know? handful, man. But yeah, so I'd always be like, I've got them. And she'd like say, list off some drinks and I'd like say the stuff. And that was what kind of like, so like self-taught, but like not self-motivated kind of, you know? Mm-hmm. I like it. Um, yeah, that's that. I want to start bartending. Bartending? No, I'm just kidding. I don't want to. I do you want beer from this guy? No, if you look at this face, you don't want anything from me. Um, that beard says that you know a thing or two about IPAs. You know what? Though, yeah. It's weird how beards are a thing now. <laughs> I don't know if they've probably always been a thing, but like... People always ask me, like, I always get compliments on my beard, and I was at, uh, uh, shout out to the shack, but, like, I feel like it's one of those places where it's, like, I'm starting to, I don't know if I'm outgrowing it, but I, I definitely can't turn up like I used to. Right. But, uh, some guy just came up, stopped to me, and he was like, nice effing beard in my face. And I'm like, oh, thank you, sir. You're the guy that does the podcast, right? And I'm like, yes. And he's in my face, and he's a very bearded gentleman, big, 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 like, you know, hey, that's fame right there. Well, I mean, it was the first time I got recognized. I don't know if it was, if it was for the beard, but then also for my podcast. I shit myself like a 15-year-old girl. Actually, okay, I'm going to take that back. I didn't put myself like a 15-year-old girl. 15-year-old girl, that sounds really weird. Yeah, what? <laughs> I just put myself. What you doing? <laughs> I don't know a lot about women, apparently. <laughs> I definitely screamed like a 15-year-old girl, but I shit myself like Luis. Because okay. um, I was like, this is the first time this is actually happening. So I was like... If I had if I had Perrier water, I'll give you one. Shout out to Perrier, by the way, for um, giving me some water and giving it out. Uh, I hope you like it. I hope I get you a case here. I hope you enjoy it or throw it away. Yeah, Sorry, man, you get the lime. That's the good stuff. If you know, I wish you would. I would have hit you up sooner. I had strawberry too. Oh what? Okay. And, and and we can even get like, I actually like strawberry, sort of. I don't know something about other flavors kind of feels weird. I like the natural one, just a regular one. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, just kind of going down another rabbit hole here. Eh? 
you caught that. Nice. Yep. Yeah. Um, but uh, the only reason I started eating, drinking them, I, and I would freeze them and eat them. But uh, I, I get GERD now. Like I told you, I, I'm, this is this is like a fun bit that I tell people. I'm gonna do stand up one of these days. I'm gonna just because I have all these bits that I do. And I feel like I should just go to you know Capital. Is it Capital? Yeah, yeah. Capital yeah. City. Yeah. And, right and do some in, some stand up or improv, but uh, just throwing it on the universe. Um, but I, I do these. I, I had this bit where I always tell like I, I I can't eat stuff because I get GERD and you know with the with the milk. So I would always eat like Alka Seltzer and stuff like that. And I've noticed when I would drink Perrier, it was the same effect. Like, I'm burping up everything. So, if anything, I didn't do it for the taste. I did it because it was a necessity to live. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I started, like, investing my time in trying to find the right brands. I tried Arrowhead. I tried this one. I tried uh, uh, the, the Pellegrino stuff. I tried the, the generic brand at the store brands. I literally was trying to find the right one for me, and Perrier just works. So when I promote something to somebody, like it's definitely because I use it, and there was been so many countless nights I've been up crying for milk, but this stuff really helps. So uh, definitely shout out to them, and you know definitely for listening in because I know you guys listen. Okay. Well, guys. I'll definitely be dropping a couple shots of vodka in these and turning them into white claws. So no worries there. That's you know what <laughs> I was actually you know talking with my chick about that that. Uh, at first, I always crapped on White Claws. You know, definitely always, there was the meme culture and everything, you know, right, right, makes right. fun of White Claws. I'm guilty of it too, you know. But now that I've invested so many man hours and resources, unnecessary resources to, to sparkling water, I always want to go back to trying White Claws and maybe I'll find an appreciative taste to it. Like, I'll appreciate it more. Well, there are so many alcoholic seltzers now. And, you know, as a bartender, I have to do thorough research on all of them. So. Oh, so you do it like me too. Nice. I've got to figure out, you know, I've got to figure out which one's the best, you know? Like, I have to taste every one of them. Which one is your favorite right now? Oh, man, I don't know. It's like, actually, to me, there's like a flavor of each one that I like. Okay. Like, so, like, if I, if, um, White Claw, what do you like? It's all about that grapefruit. Grapefruit, White Claws, are my jam. Interesting, because not many things grapefruit are really, like, good. It's almost too bitter. <clears throat> I feel the same way. That one's pretty good, though. Yeah. Um, I think Truly is a brand. It's all about the, uh, the lemon and the orange Trulies. Those are... Lemon, orange, Trulies. Those are bangers, for sure. Is there any other... I don't know any other brands, honestly. Uh, I just know those, two, And I definitely want to try them again. Um, Bud Light just came out with one, and we tried no. them. Um, yeah, the... Uh, Actually, the... yes. Shout out to uh, Bud Light. <laughs> Didn't people say Bud Light and, like, Coors Light and that whole family of... I, I, they're, I'm probably they're the same, right? No, they're not the same, right? They're probably all the same. I don't know. Right, right? Like, they're saying, like, it's like Disney, and then, like, they all have their little companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right? Shout out to Disney. Um, but, like, they already say, like, that light beer is already, like, piss water. Right. Again, another Salemite thing to say. Yeah, yeah. You know how many Salemites I hear say, I like the word Salemite now, and I'm going to use that? Yeah. I'm going to run with it. <laughs> I didn't come up with it. Feel free. Um, thank you for coining that to me. Thank you for <laughs> teaching me that. But uh, definitely, they say it's piss water. No offense to those drinks, but you know, is is <coughs> I don't want to say it's piss water now, but it's actually watered alcohol. So I don't know why they didn't do this before. I know. I mean, they should just call it piss water. That would probably definitely sell. It's almost like an fu to the to all the haters and all to the people who were like, you know, giving it so much grief, um, and and just kind of you know dumping on them. But 
Yeah, I would I would drink something called piss water. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> and uh, on that note, everyone, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, thank you for listening to Down the Rabbit Hole. I hope you're enjoying our conversation as much as, as, much as we are. Um, I still stutter, so heads up, guys. I'm going to stutter all day long, and you're going to listen to it because you know, that's what you do. So thank you guys for listening. Stay tuned, I guess. Hang out. Grab a, grab a piss water. Piss water on the rocks. Whichever flavor you like. Whichever yeah. flavor you like. Grapefruit piss water. Um, and uh, we'll be right back. So one of the things I want to ask you to, um, you know, being and one of the things I like to say a lot, I say in the biz. In the biz. I, I almost sound like a, like a like a like just a just a cliche, nineteen eighties like you know, film manager. You're in the biz, kid. You're gonna be a star one day. It sounds natural, like in the biz. You know, we know the biz. In the biz, and it, like I'm sure when I did like my first episode of the, the art show, I was such a douche. I'm not a douche, but I was like, I was like, hey, so you're in the biz, you know? And I was just like. I listen to myself. I'm like, who are you, Luis? Like, what are you doing? You know? And so since you're in the business, um, there's one thing that I think we need to talk about is, is, uh, is bar etiquette. Not many people know about it. And I think you shouldn't leave the house if you don't know it because I didn't know some of it. So one of the things we were talking about is, for example, when I do my podcasting, shout out to Perrier, but... You know, I definitely like to give my guests a, a case of water, you know, just kind of a thank you for doing it. I don't really, I don't profit profit off of this. This is all mainly just for, you know, exposure and just to kind of get people's names out there, even though, again, they don't need it, but here's another platform for people to see you. Um, but, uh, you know, it's kind of my way of saying thank you. So, again, thank you for coming on the podcast. Um, but Bar Etiquette, you, we mentioned that, you know, it, it, like, because I've been doing this a while, like, I've been giving people you know, Perrier at a bar and they, we just kind of drink it there. And now I started to think about, cause you said bar etiquette. That's a no, no, right? Well, I mean, it depends on how strict a place is, but I mean, technically, usually it's, a, that's a no, no, like opening a non, like an outside beverage container in a bar. And that sounds very, like, it sounds obvious now. Like I know people are listening like, God darn it, Luis, gosh, darn it. You didn't, what do you, what do you mean? You didn't know. And I didn't know, man, I'm sorry. But definitely is one of the things I didn't think about um, when I bring, you know, this stuff in. And, and I'm almost subconsciously knowing because I shove it in my backpack and then I just kind of bring it out like, hey, I brought you this. Um, I'm sure they wouldn't mind because I'm sure more than hard ass than most people don't. Like if, I, if you go to uh, Craftworks and I open up a, a Perrier, we're, we're, I kind of always say 69. We're not 69. It's uh, 86. 86. I learned, yeah, that. Yeah. I learned that, by the way. I'd come quietly, walk over to you, put my hand on the top of the Perrier, and I'd say, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> nice. Please, oh, no, I don't want to do this. No. Take your delicious water and get, delicious the, water, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, I, and I love these terms because I didn't know about them because, I, again, I'm just a, a patron, always been and always will be. 
So when I when I hear the word you've been 86, I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess, but like more from other people. I, I'm glad that it hasn't personally happened to me like that. And if it has, it's because I'm with somebody who has. Uh, I'll tell you a funny story about that too. But um, yeah, about being. But I always I, I have like dyslexia, 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 and <laughs> and I uh, mix things up for some reason and. And so I was like, you're, uh, I would say, I would say, uh, I've been, I've been 69. Like, you're, you've been 69. We're going to 69 you. And then I just kind of rolled with it and just used it as a bit because people thought it was hilarious. And just those little cheap laughs that I like to go, the low-hanging fruit, if you will. You know what I mean? But, uh, uh, one of, one of the things about being 96 is it's, 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 it's a, awkward thing because people were watching you happen. Right. Uh, I had a friend who, we're not friends anymore obviously because of this, but we went to a certain bar in Kaiser and um, we were drinking heavily and we did a lot of uh, illegal substances that we weren't supposed to, supposed to do. Which I want to talk to you about that too, about catching people doing drugs and shit. But um, we were doing a lot of stuff and we were just getting you know, just turned beyond belief and my friend is Hispanic he has no reason saying the n-word he goes back to what we were talking about earlier you have no business saying the n-word and he gets in a fight with an African American gentleman Mm -hmm. he uses the word Mm -hmm. at him he gets knocked out and he gets beaten up by the both there was two men and he gets beaten up and I see you didn't help him that was probably good because it's racially charged. Them. If I, well, how do I do help him? Um, you could have started by putting uh, duct tape on his mouth before he walked in. I and guess. I was like, well, because I was just his turn. All I really did was get them off to just really like not kill the guy. Right, right. He deserved it. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I kept you know still being you know the guy. I was just like, this does not reflect on me. I'm pulling away. This doesn't reflect me. This doesn't reflect me. This doesn't reflect me. Um, but they weren't having it, and I, I totally understand. But after that, I was just like, man, we can't hang out no more right. if you're going to do stuff like this. Um, so, you know, a lot of cocaine was involved in that. And I know that's kind of a touchy subject because it's a thing. I mean, what do you do in that instance when you, if you caught people doing, you know, those heavy white powder drugs? Um, yeah, it happens, you know, downtown. Like, people will have stuff. Uh, they act like you don't see it, though. What's that? They act like you don't see it. Right. Well, I mean, we're pretty strict on that. Like, I mean, I think everyone downtown is, for the most part. Um, but, I mean, I don't, we don't tolerate any outside substances at Craftworks at all. Like, they're, it's out. And then if it gets caught, like, you're pretty much 86 and not allowed back in. Um, some places are more lenient outside of downtown, I think. Like, if you go to, like, more, like, you know, CD bars or whatever, mm-hmm. they probably turn a blind eye to it. But... It can be, you know, I, I mean, I'm not trying to tell anyone how to have a good time or whatever, but, you know, it it brings a bunch of stuff up that could, you know, make somebody more of a risk to other people trying to go out and have a good time and a more mellow time. And then you have somebody who's, you know, crossing things and it's hard to keep track of that. And it's hard for us, like we, you know, to ensure the safety of other patrons and make sure they're still having a good time. So, yeah, for real. You know, it's as much as I hate to be a buzzkill, which I actually don't. I love being a buzzkill, but you know, it's <laughs> it's something that needs to be done. Like, and you know, if you're it's responsible, 
you know. bartender you have to like make sure you're looking out for that stuff i think yeah and no i totally hear you because it's like i think about it and, and i think about the people who use like that and i'm telling you like the times i've been around it they act like you don't see it first of all they they think they're they, they like oh we didn't see that but we just totally did second of all their attitude afterwards the behavior afterwards like we don't notice the change everyone's at like a, a, a steady seven yeah and you're at a 12 you know dead giveaway um it, it's just kind of it's just kind of funny and i definitely try not to do that anymore but man my early 20s were really an interesting thing you know as far as <laughs> yeah. experimenting and being around that crowd and definitely you know right definitely not my scene well i would just say if you're gonna go out and do some extracurriculars you know at a bar like maybe try to you know look at where you're going and make sure it's somewhere that's you know okay with that or at least actively like not acknowledging it i guess like right. or, or do it at home or something you know i don't care what people do i just don't want them doing it like where i am in charge of running and making sure that people are safe you know yeah for sure um and, and kind of touching on bar etiquette again, is there, um, I don't know, bar pet peeves you have? Are there things that bother you, whether it's patrons or things, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if your coworkers do stuff. All coworkers are annoying, but, you know, I don't want you to shit on them either, but, um, but is there pet peeves that you have? Oh, yeah, I mean, you must not follow me on Facebook. My Facebook is just all raves of me complaining about bar stuff. And you know what? That's kind of why I wanted to touch on it. <laughs> yeah. Because I wanted you to kind of yeah. No, I see. I see some of the okay. stuff, and okay. it's some. It's, yeah. it's 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 humorous, and I love it because it's real. Right. It's right, so right. real, and and because I've seen you, and I and I and I seen you do what you do. It's it's almost like I'm almost there with you when I see <laughs> when you because you're so vivid in your rants and and you and what you what you talk about. If there's um, one thing I'm good at, man. It's complaining. So like, oh, that's like. <laughs> bless him bless him so much he's a national treasure please please protect him at all costs um, but I mean off the top of your head what was one of your favorite rants that you've done oh, man um, I guess I think I bring it up all the time because it happens all the time is uh, nobody can ever order the right amount of uh, drop shots like if you're ordering Jaeger bombs like if someone orders three <laughs> so of them true. they need a fourth if they're ordering a five they need a sixth and if you preemptively bring them another one, then they need another one. It's seven. It's uh, never, <laughs> you can never have it right the first time. It's impossible. Oh my God, I'm so guilty of it. I, I can't stand it sometimes because it's like, oh man, I'll just walk back over there, I guess. And sometimes they chain it, man. Sometimes you'll have like, oh wait, this guy needs one too. One more. Okay. Hey, this guy needs one too. One more. And I'll be like, wow, we went from five to nine real quick. Actually, real slowly, because I had to walk back for each individual one, and that drives me nuts, man. When it's like the bar is full <laughs> and people are looking at me, can't stand that. That's my number one, I think, is just not having the order right when they come up. Like, Or what's even worse is someone will come up and they'll order drinks, and I'll be like, okay, like what can I get you? And they'll like say this, this, and this, and then I'll turn around and start asking people for the drink orders, and I'll be like, what the fuck, man? Like, just get together before you talk to me. I'm not here to walk you through the process. Like, you know, oh, i got things man. to do. I'm just going to yeah. stand here on, you know, on hold with you. Like, I'm about to hang out this conversation. Like, and I usually do. I usually just, just move to the next person. I'm like, I, I'm sorry, man. you got to figure it out. Oh, God. And I think I feel like I've done that before once or two in my life. Once or twice. One or two. God, I've um, got like 17 things in my mind right now. This has to be, if we, if you get me going on this topic, we can do like a 
one through episode seventeen of just this. Well, like. I mean, they tell me about it. I love the I love these rants because it's like you know what? Let's do a quick sub- segment. Uh, uh, Zach rants. I don't know. I'm really bad at names, but Zach rants. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Like, you tell me about these these pet peeves because like I feel like this is your episode. I want everyone to know what you do <laughs> and what you're about. And Complaining. It's like, not all. It's a not all you know drinks on the rocks like rants and complaining are a cornerstone of my personality and uh being so yeah perfect um here's another one for you this is like the all-time like i hate when people try to order stuff from very far away like people will be like oh yeah they'll be like six feet back or they'll be behind like three rows of people and they'll be like make a little bit of eye contact with me and it's on and they're just never anyway throwing money in my face waving it around asking (laughs) for stuff and it's like there's like so many people ahead of you man and they're like just like avidly like I'm in the right place to order a drink like forever away from me and it's like every time I look up they're like even farther back yeah (laughs) and I'm like I can't hear you I'm not gonna try to talk to you and I now I just shake my head no at them and they don't even get it and then by the time I'm talking to somebody else then the next big one is when somebody holds their money or their card, they'll like extend it out oh, and put it in between no. me and the person I'm talking to, and I'll just like no. be looking at the money, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I not only am not helping you right now, but I'm never gonna help you again. Oh no, that's so rude. <laughs> Drives me insane. I don't know who, who these raised are. them. I don't know. I I want to like start a list. I'm gonna like start a list of people and put it up publicly. That's gonna be people who have put objects between me and another person talking. And then it's gonna, I'm just gonna continue it forever and reshare it every month so everybody knows Those forever. really aren't like shame them for it. Cause no, who, who raised you? Like, ridiculous. And like, I always feel bad cause when I, there'll be times when I try to get attention and I'll definitely stand there and wait for the like, feels like forever. And sometimes I feel like cause I don't wanna bug or like cause too much conflict. What would be a good way to get your attention appropriately? and effectively well what people like don't think about i think is like everyone's like the bartenders have a queue of people you know it's like okay these guys kind of walked up at the same time i'm gonna try to get them and i'll try to grab a couple orders maybe in between on the way to help like narrow down the crowd but the best thing you can do is like go to one spot and stay there because i kind of have you saved there you know what i mean i'll be like oh this guy walked up right after these girls so i'm gonna help these girls and then i'll go uh help these guys out you know and then but then those guys sometimes will get antsy and they'll move over and then it's like you just reset your time man like i'm not like i can't remember so you there's know? a method to it it's like i can't remember everybody if they're just moving around so it's like i try to like bite people who approach i'll like make eyes at them and like kind of be like okay here we go like one two three four there we go then i'll help these guys out but if everyone moves then it resets everything to me you know i think to like that's what most bartenders do that's interesting because it's like there, there. Now another look at it. There seems to be a method to your madness here. There is. There definitely is. And I don't know if all bartenders are as petty as I am, but I'm pretty sure most of them are. I also am not against fucking people over who are breaking the the method up. Like if I'm helping people, and somebody tries to extend the arm or like yell at me or do something flashy to get my attention, then it's like I'm gonna help a couple more people out than you from now on. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Has someone tried to use, like, money, like, pull out money to kind of get your attention? Almost oh, like yeah. you're a hooker. Which I don't mind. Shout it's out like, to hookers, though. We love you. I don't mind if someone's got their, <laughs> if they've got their money out, you know. It's like, oh, cool, like, they're prepared. You know, I, I wouldn't think down on it. Like, I like when people are prepared, but, like, if they're, like, shaking it or tapping it, I'm like, oh, okay. 
sense. Calm down. Yeah, and I almost wonder, like, again, who raised you guys, man? Chill. And the thing about my job is, like, it's not really important, if you think about it. I mean, it's important, but it's not, like, I'm not saving lives. I'm not, like, you know, doing anything. Like, these people do not need their drinks. You know what I mean? Like, no one's going to die if they don't get a lemon drop, like, in, like, <laughs> two minutes of walking up to the bar. So it's kind of like, you can calm down a little bit, you know? Like, it's I'm not, like... Bit. I'm not freaking out about this. Like, I'm not like, oh, God, we have to get this guy's lemon drop or he's going to fucking freak. <laughs> We're going to lose him. He's going to kill over. He doesn't have his vodka <laughs> take for the he's day. He's in a code. We need him now. Stat. That's funny. That's that's wild, man. I mean, now, if you ever do start a podcast or anything like that, and if you ever want to do this, I would love to just hear more bar rants. And <laughs> I feel like you can have a platform here to get, like, other other bartenders just talk shit it's just like you know just kind of you know get the air out because that's hilarious and i and i love the fact that you guys go to that because it's like these are real rants and they're so real and i i feel like i can see these people now well and you know it's not everybody like it's like everyone's like why do you bartend i i hear this a lot like if you if you hate it so much it's like no i love it and i love like most people that come in but like these people that i'm talking about are like so this is my special word that I've coined for people in Salem that suck at being in bars and in public. I call them fair dwellers because they're the kind of people that don't leave their house very much, but they'll leave their house to like go to the state fair, which is why that always sucks with the people there. And they'll go, they'll go out for like Cinco de Mayo and they'll go out for like, you know, big events and they don't leave their house a lot. And then when they do, they don't know how to act in public because they don't have a lot of time doing it. Oh my god, that's so wild. And when they do, they like go to Applebee's or something. And then so then when they venture out downtown, these are the people that are like, "Why the fuck is this guy not like, b- like bowing down to me and my money that I'm throwing at him?" You know, because it's like you know downtown's like, it doesn't work like at Applebee's, you know. Yeah, no, this is definitely not saying that it's like a better thing. I'm just saying it's like you know not corporate, you know. Yeah, and that's uh, wow. Fair dwellers, I like it. I I want everyone to share that. And yeah, no, if you, if you listen to this hash, if you're listening to this podcast, and now I do little things where I can I can see who's listening. Hashtag fair dweller, and if you do that, then I'll know you're listening. And I know you're the real MVP. I'll cash up you five dollars right now. I'll keep it up. I'll keep hashtagging the fair dwellers because yeah, if you hashtag me fair dwellers and send me your cash up, I'll send you five dollars. <laughs> What, it's like 20,000 people do it? Right. Oh, is, no. This is when you blow up. <laughs> this is when I blow up. <laughs> oh, no. I only have $100 in my pocket. I don't know. Um, y'all guys do PayPal? Um, dude, that's that's amazing. Because now I, I, you just blew my mind there with the flare dwellers. Because it's like, you're right. They don't know how to act. And these people don't aren't allowed to leave. And they say Cinco de Drinco. And I hate it. Oh, God. It's... This all the same person. Oh my god. Um, I'm going to take a quick break on that note. Um, and we'll be right back after this quick, quick little message from nobody. But uh, we'll be right back and um, yeah, we'll talk more about the um, fair dwellers. Hashtag fair dwellers and I'll know you're listening. Thank you. 
back with the ra- uh, with the rabbit hole down the rabbit hole, <clears throat> all the rabbit holes. Um, so yeah, thank you for staying staying tuned and and, and still listening to what we're doing out here. Um, but some you know we're human, man. Sometimes you have to, you know, you know we've been going beer for beer here, and and sometimes you just have to go to the restroom. So that was my bad. I won't let that happen again. And uh, you know, thanks for listening. You know, you guys are doing really well. Um, so again, we still have the man of the hour, Zach, um, and he's, you know, was enlightening us on some of the pet peeves that he has working uh, as a full-time bartender, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think he's an assassin part-time, I think we mentioned that, and if you can prove me otherwise because you were listening, hashtag <laughs> assassin. So I know you're listening and you're paying attention, right? But uh, is, that, uh, is there any more pet peeves you want to tell me about? I feel like there's, I feel like there's a lot of stuff oh, yeah. over the last decade that you can probably tell me that kind of piss you off. <laughs> like I said, grind can, your gears. We could have like a whole another podcast based on that. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I hope you start a podcast about this because I would definitely subscribe to it. Maybe someday. I don't know if I should have a another platform on which I can complain on all the time because that would just be my new gig, you know. I would support it a hundred percent. 120% because man I'm loving your stories right now because uh, I can almost relate to some things and I do remember like in my younger days I would do stuff like this alright so me too you know honestly I mean? you know yeah but uh, you definitely learn etiquette uh, but uh, is, is there something else on the top of your head that you can think of that you kind of want to enlighten me on educate me on um, well I think we were both talking about this earlier on maybe a different subject but uh, one of the worst things in the bar is toxic masculinity. Yes. Um, and I, I know we were talking, I don't remember if we are talking on here or off the air, but uh, that's a huge thing. Like, the uh, when, to go into it a little bit more, when you cut off a guy a mm-hmm. lot of the times and he's drunk, um, there's about 50% chance that if somebody let themselves get too drunk and is being cut off at my bar, they're going to freak the fuck out. Oh, easy. I can and see want to, or get very aggressive, you know. And I've had this happen a lot and there's like a certain way that this goes that's just so annoying they do multiple annoying things the first thing pet peeve i guess is just them freaking out and making a scene which is just of course no one wants that it disrupts everything like then i have to get them out of the bar which is like a whole nother thing it's like are they gonna hit me are they gonna like try to push me am am i gonna have to like get the security guard you know it's like and then uh then comes to the fact of the aftermath of it like a lot of the guys like I can't tell you how many times someone's like, I'm going to sue you for this. Oh, and nice. Every, oh, I love that. Right, which is like my fear, which I'm untouchable. I have not been sued yeah. <laughs> yet. And I, I have been told that I was going to be sued for kicking someone out like one million times. And I think that all bartenders have. And I it's 100% impossible. You can't sue a bartender for cutting you off and telling you to leave. Um <laughs> That's not a thing. It's actually like a legal right that bartenders have. Um, it's actually illegal for businesses not to let their bartenders do that. So it's 100%. You're never going to sue anyone. Don't take that out of your thing, you know? But it's that's always annoying. Fair dwellers, I feel like, right? Fair dwellers, absolutely. Hashtag fair dwellers. If you're listening for hashtag fair dwellers on my Instagram post when I post this, so I know that you're serious about this podcast. And I'll cash up you five bucks. Um, so kind of worried about that. <laughs> that might blow up in my face. Right. Um, <clears throat> so just a quick, you know, story on that to help you understand. Like I know, people listening might be like, "Well, Zach, calm down. It doesn't sound like that big of a deal." But uh, so I had this one guy, right? Um, 
I'm not gonna. I can't say his name because he was kind of like a big deal in Salem for a bit, or at least he thinks so. But I think a lot of people know him. But he uh, <coughs> used to come in all the time, <coughs> and he uh, one night was sitting outside with a girl, and he was ordering drinks and having them go outside, and they were pretty. You know, he's ordering strong drinks like old fashions or something like that, or Manhattan. I forget what it was, but like you know, a classic strong drink, and mm-hmm. so was the girl and. Uh, he was getting intoxicated, and it was one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, it's time to cut this guy off, you know, him and the girl, like, so, you know, just nicely, like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to serve you anymore. And then there he was like, what? And like, no, that's, no, you're serving me. And I was like, no, no, man, I'm not serving you anymore. <laughs> and uh, this guy was like, all right, like, you know, I didn't know him, like, super well, but I knew him a bit from the years of him drinking, but he starts, like, you know, freaking all the way out. And then this is, brings me to my next pet peeve. He goes... You don't think I don't have the owners of this establishment's number in my phone? Oh, I'm gonna call them no. right now. And you, you wanna like reevaluate what you're telling me? You wanna like cut me off, or do you wanna like give me a goddamn drink? And then, so that's the other thing is like the owner of any establishment does not give a fuck that you're not getting a drink. It's <laughs> there. It's 100% the bartender's thing to like decide if you get more drinks or not. And the owners do not care. They do not want to deal with that. They put someone in charge to deal with it, and there, there's no, like, I know the owner clout. It's not a thing, you know? I mean, it, it, it almost sounds like he's, uh, like, a Karen at this point. Yeah, you know? no. He definitely has Karen vibes. Um, and, and to think that he, he can kind of... God, I'm wondering who it is. I mean, you can tell me off the air, but I'm very curious about uh, who that is, because I I'll think I know who you're talking about, but... Uh, it, it's definitely very like he hasn't been around for a while like I'm gonna find I mean, out something well, terrible happened why would you be around I'd be embarrassed well that's not even the end so then uh, so he did this thing right and I was like no man and then you know at this point I'm kind of getting pissed off because it's like that's not cool to do you know like yeah. so he starts you know yelling at me and then I basically tell him he needs to leave and I I think I had a security guard that night so I was like you know what just get him out of here just have him walk out so the guy goes home and he writes like a he gets drunker at home and then an hour later there's like a huge novel about how I'm like the biggest piece of shit and I'm gonna lose my job and he's gonna sue me and all this stuff and I'm like oh my god so then uh, I just kinda like I share his post and I go check out this guy isn't he the best you know just yeah. something like that and then with kindness, I like it. so then everyone's jumping on him you know for it and then I'm like there we go good 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 and he's like really drunk you can tell by reading like his online voice at this point. Yeah. Like, he went home and got more intoxicated. So then he starts messaging me privately and is, like, threatening to sue me and stuff and, like, how dare I and all this stuff and do do I know who he is? Like, you know, he has <laughs> friends with the mayor and he's friends with, like, these whatever and, like, he's going to sue me and he's talking with his lawyer and he sends me, like, a, a link to, like, a law firm or something. And he's, like, telling me all about it. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. So then I'm just like, cool, well, okay, I'm just going to, like, let you keep on digging your own grave. So I screenshot all these, and I put them on, post them up with other stuff. Like, he keeps going, like, you know. He keeps going. Why would you, I mean. So I'm just like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to let him tell the story here and, like, yeah. in his own way, however he wants to. So then he, while he's doing this, he starts writing the Facebook, you know, page our Craftworks Facebook page, which I'm the manager of Craftworks, so I'm the one that, like, reads most of the Facebook page messages. <laughs> so, God, this guy! So he's writing it, uh, again, how he's going to sue me and all this stuff, and I just respond, hey there, it's Zach again, I managed the Facebook page, so... <laughs> Good to see you, and it's like, 
Yes. And then he continues on like he didn't read that I just said who I was, and he's like, "You need to fire this guy. You need to fire Zach, or I'm never oh, coming back." No, it's and I'm like, wire. "Again, it's me here. <laughs> the one talking to you is me." Like, <laughs> and uh, this went on forever. And then the next day, he like deleted everything, and like I, I don't think he apologized, or he just deleted everything. And he was so embarrassed, he deleted his Facebook account, and uh, I consider that maybe the biggest win of my life I don't know <laughs> well that because you didn't really retaliate traditionally you kind of just let him dig his own grave like you said you kind of let him do the damage I, I mean, he deserved it I, I I would be embarrassed it was it was bad and uh, also I'm getting on my on my gravestone uh, Zach didn't retaliate in a what'd you say <laughs> normal way Zach, you're like, Zach, he didn't retaliate the way you thought he would. <laughs> Dude, oh, it's so cringy, though. I know, and that's kind of the thing that always happens. That's why I say it's like a to- toxic masculinity thing where it's like when somebody feels like they should be served and then you're saying no, then they can't handle hearing no. It's just like the the aftermath of that is like wild every time. Oh, I mean... I'm sorry your mom didn't hug you as much as a kid, when you were a kid. Like, but Jesus, like, tone it down a little bit because that's a lot. That's a lot to be bringing out in public, especially intoxicated like that. That is a lot to unpack. Right. And I'm not going to lie. I do get a little, you know, sassy with it when it's like... Oh, please, yes. But uh, I don't start there, you know. I'm usually pretty like, hey, man, sorry, I can't give you another drink. I'm not trying to embarrass them right off the get-go. No, I'm trying to just be like think you just had enough tonight you know i just do my job like you know i'll come back tomorrow but then that's where it flips to like what the fuck like fuck you and it's that's when i'm like okay buddy like you're being a dick get out of here you're being a dick yeah wow. you feel really tough yelling right now it was like you know you feel like whatever and it's I- like you're gonna kick my ass you know i've never fought a guy in my life yeah of course you could kick my ass like you're not you're not proving anything over here man i'm just i'm at work like do you do this when you go to like Sears or like Roths, you know? Do you like try to fight the guy? Like, do you fight everyone at every store? It's ridiculous. Right? No, that's so true. Like, I'm at my my job right now. This is what pays my rent, and I'm just here doing my work and my job. Shout out to Sears. I know you don't exist no more, but I, I think I, I appreciate the subtle reference to oh, Sears. Damn. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Sears is not a thing. R.I.P. Sears. I think Sears got way too, got too um, full of itself and. You know, it was like, oh, Amazon, it's not going to be a thing. I didn't Nobody mean to was bring up the dead, but yeah. <laughs> um, shout out to the Bond. Shout out to all the things. Actually, now that you opened up a can of worms, it's funny that you mentioned dying businesses in Lancaster Mall. All day today, I've been looking up pictures of Lancaster Mall and looking up old pictures from like the 80s and stuff. I vaguely remember there being fountains in the 90s, and I don't know if it's like a Mandela effect, hmm. but like... I feel like there was water fountains in the Lancaster Mall, and I don't remember. Huh. I would like to see those pictures to see. That's like, what I'm right saying. Now. I feel I like there's pictures right somewhere, but they couldn't find anything. But like, for some <coughs> reason, I vaguely remember water fountains and stuff in Lancaster Mall. And then, like, looking at it like as an adult, it's a pretty small place, you know. Yeah. Or Willamette Town Center, my bad, or whatever you want to call it. Um, but it, it definitely, I, I'm just like, where were there? these found and it's been, been bugging me before I came here to do this interview with you that's what I was thinking about was these fountains at like so it's funny that you mentioned that because I was like literally hmm. trying to like 
think of anything. See, I don't remember the fountains, but I definitely remember they had like a way more baller, like downstairs where like like the candy and shit was. I remember being like, "Give me fifty cents. This is the best day of my life." Like, there's sticky hands. There's like every kind of candy. I'm in heaven, and that that was like a huge thing. And it was right next to the toys, like the riding toys, you know. Right. Remember that was sick. So I feel like the fountains were like in that area. You think so? I, I mean, I wouldn't doubt it either. But it's just so dead now, and it's just so empty, and it's kind of sad because it's like so empty. Yeah. It's almost like, man, I wish we could bring back malls, like you know, '80s style malls, in a sense. I know that's definitely a dying business because of Amazon, but I swear. And then I was on this page, you know, you're from Salem. Shout out to them. Uh, it's a page called You Know You're From Salem When and, 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 and they just post pictures of old Salem mm. all day before I came here looking at pictures of you know State and Liberty uh, and, and just like where Macy's is at that used to be just um, that used to be flat ground that used to be just field and it's very interesting to see these photos and I really find it very fascinating to kind of see someone mentioned that in Lancaster Mall there was a bar or a dance club called O'Callahan's that's great. I haven't heard about that, and I usually know the old bar stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, so, okay. So, peep this. It's called O'Callahan's, and it was an old bar, and people said late 80s, maybe mid to late 80s. Other people were saying it never existed. Also, another Mandala effect. Okay. Are you familiar with Mandala effects? Yeah, yeah. I stay up at night because of these things. Oh. Um, but look it up, O'Callahan's. And so then I did some research. I googled O'Callahan's, I googled Lancaster Mall in the 80s, you know, like I was telling you, mm-hmm. nightclubs in Lancaster Mall, I googled any type of keyword and nothing came up for O'Callahan's, like it never existed. But there's a group of people sharing vivid memories of this club in Lancaster Mall called O'Callahan's that used to exist. It's wild. Right? Okay. And I, I thought it was a weird thing too and it, it blew my mind because... That, like they were giving you stories and someone said it was where the almost where like Joanne's is at in that area and I'm like is it is that's it really so wild. but yeah so it's been bugging me all day and, and 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 I guess that's kind of where I was kind of wanting to ask you you've never heard of O'Callahan's or are you familiar with old bar no, lore you know, you know who you have to ask like the the old bar lore champion is uh the two, uh, Dee and Gary, that on Brownstown, they know everything oh. about old bar lore. Like, every time I have a question about anything, they've had all the answers. So I feel like if you're going to ask anyone, you got to ask them. Can, I mean, if we can, I, I mean, I, we need to ask them, because... Uh, and then they mentioned another bar that had almost had the same thing, but called Razzle. Not Razzles. I remember Razzles. That was more in, like, the mid-2000s. Right. You remember Razzles? Yeah, yeah. I, I unfortunately remember Razzles. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I was there. I was yeah, there. yeah, we were. Yeah, it was a thing. I remember the cage. Yeah, <laughs> the cage. Yes, <laughs> yes, the cage. Um, but there was another bar uh, that was called Ra- the Razzle. Hmm. It was also, but I think they said from like the '60s all the way to the '70s, but it was called the Razzle. And when they mentioned it. They were like, oh, there's this club called the Razzle. And I was like, like, Razzles? Like, I'm an idiot. I'm a fucking millennial piece of shit. I'm like, you mean Razzles? Skrillex? Like, I love Skrillex. <laughs> They're just like, no, you effing moron. The Razzle. But uh, apparently that's one, and I couldn't find anything on it either. Huh. Yeah. 
Old bar lore is so fascinating, and I'm very intrigued on Old Salem. Yeah. Gonna have to do a recap with uh, D. Brown. Call her up. What What are the names? Can you shout them out? Uh, D. and Gary Brown, the owners of Brownstown. They, uh, they've been in the game for a long time, and even before they owned bars, I know that they were like bartending at them. Mm-hmm. So when I was like 20, like younger 20s, I remember I was like 21, 22, asking them like, or what was this before? And they'd be like, oh, this bar was this, and this bar used to be this, I used to work over here. That's what that bar is, that bar used to be over here. It's like, oh, damn. Yeah. <coughs> is there a bar right now that you really like that has a significant history or something that kind of means a lot to you? Is there one that you, other than your work, because it's work, but right, right. You, is there somewhere you like to go that kind of like is the second home for you or somewhere where you can kind of wet your whistle and kind of unwind? Well, you know, I don't really, like, I don't know. I like to, like, show some love to all the bars downtown because it's, like, we're kind of, like, you know, it's, like, not that we're, you know, working together or colleagues or whatever, but it's, like, the, you know, something happens at one of the bars. We all talk about it, like, or if it's, like, you know, oh, this crazy guy did this or, oh, this happened or, like, oh, my God, this place caught on fire partially that night or we had this whole thing happen and we all talk, you know, and communicate with each other, you know, even though we're not like really close or whatever. So I like to go to each spot and like, you know, like try to visit them as much as I can. And I don't make it out of Craftworks like a lot, you know, cause I'll go in there for one thing or the other. And then like people I know will come in and I'll be like, Oh cool. I'll have a drink with you guys. And then we just end up hanging out there. Um, I do end up going to Taproot a lot. Um, I do love their nachos. Shout out to Taproot. I love their nachos. Right. It's a good spot. Great spot. Bartenders are all great. I like talking to those guys. Um, I think, like, the most, like, the, if I'm thinking of, like, memory-wise and stuff is uh, Bari. I like going to Bari a lot, which is over um, right next to, like, 508, kind of, Table 508. It's, like, a little bit down from that. Oh, Between no, 508 and Da Vinci, um, we call it Restaurant Row there. No, I've never been. What's it seem like? So it's like, it's like a, there's like a lot of different things that like spark with me there. So it's a, <clears throat> previously to uh, Bari, which is like kind of like a finer dining, like uh, restaurant with like wine and they've got a great whiskey selection. Um, previously to that, it was a Union Barrel and I managed Union Barrel for a little bit when it was there and I made great friends with the owners, awesome people. Um, and that was like one of the best times I ever had. I booked music for them too, so it was just that was like an exciting thing for me. And like the whiskey, you know, the, they had like a three hundred whiskeys there, so I got to learn a lot while I was there too. Um, so that was awesome. And then when uh, Bruce took it over, he's the owner of Bari now. He was a uh, I've known him for a really long time, and uh, he pretty much kept all the like cool stuff, and then added a bunch of awesome things himself. Like his like food and everything is great, and like all the drinks he has are great. So he brought his own thing to an already awesome thing and made it like five times more awesome, you know? And uh, it's kind of cool to see him too, because he was one of the very first places that I worked and was taught to work in uh, dining. Like, cause he used to manage uh, Arupa forever. And that was one of my first like restaurant jobs. So. Wow. Just like a lot of stuff there. Oh, and even before that too, when I was 21, I had a roommate who worked at, uh, Jonathan's or Johnny's or whatever it was, uh, the seafood restaurant there mm. that was there previous, previous, previous to that. So then I'd go in there and get cocktails from my roommate. So it was kind of like there's a whole like three bar history there and I'm yeah. only 28. So it's kind of cool. Wow. I mean, what happens to these bars? Do they just like not work or? 
Do they just get going to new management? Well, there's a lot of turnover with all the stuff, you know, and I feel like a lot of the bars when in this, like, last, like, 10 years are kind of, like, owned by people that own stuff, like, previously, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like a new, younger crowd or, like, the next wave of people are buying stuff, I think, now or taking over. So I think it, a lot of it's just that. Um, there's, like, a lot of things that happen, too. Like, uh, Union Barrel is an awesome place, and they're doing really well. They ended up having to sell uh, because of some family stuff the owners had to move out of town so that was uh unfortunate but it was like the reason that ended up uh stopping but uh i don't know about the other spots i couldn't really tell you their financial or whatever yeah. you know what's going on tell but. Me their, their financial books please sir. tell me their books um i'm just very impressed with how much salem has changed and, <coughs> and kind of how much it's growing you know being from you know, going from, you know, how, going to Razzles to open up to so many, like a plethora of different, like, new businesses and definitely new new people who are interested. And that's kind of why I'm leaning towards this podcast to kind of bring a light to these new places. Uh, I think people need to know that there's these cool places out here and definitely Craftsworks is one of the main hot spots. It's definitely the pulse of downtown, honestly, in my opinion. Um, and so... Um, if we can just shine more light on that and just definitely, you know, keep the Salem dwellers, the, 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 the fairground dwellers <clears throat> away. I mean, it's a really sweet town and it's, I think there's a lot of dope opportunity for people. Um, whether you're in, you know, the hospitality game, you know, you're in, in, in medicine or if you're doing anything, there's a lot to do here. And I feel like it's all in a cluster of within a 10 mile radius. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Um, really quick I'm just gonna take one more break and then we'll be right back thank you still for being down the rabbit hole there's a lot of rabbit holes down here and uh, I think I found a little bunny so anyway hang on and we'll be right back You guys are back with Down the Rabbit Hole with Luis and Zach. Um, so we, we were, uh, I feel like we're having a great time, man. I feel like time just kind of flies. Uh, just a heads up, we're, it's Tuesday night. We're still at F-Stop Fitzgerald. Uh, what, what, did, what am I drinking right now? Um, I don't remember what I got you. Honestly, I think it was the pale. The, the London pale? Yeah, I believe so. Because uh, they have a lot of really cool drinks and, and definitely... I know I don't need to do this, but if you guys can come to this place, this place is super dope, super homey atmosphere. Uh, they haven't kicked us out yet, um, but definitely a great place to just vibe out. And there's no wild 21-year-olds yelling at you, Jaeger. So it's, it's a great place to kind of just hang out and kind of get things done if you want to work or if you just want to play board games or just, you know, take it easy. I highly recommend you guys check this place out. Um, but back to you, Zach. Uh, one of the things I wanted to, you know, you know, almost like a callback to what we were talking about earlier. Is there a list of drinks or, uh, that you like to make? And then on your free time, drinks that you like to drink. Uh, 
what 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 helps you wet your whistle? Wet your whistle. Wet a whistle. Wet a whistle. That sounds weird. What helps you wet your whistle? Your drink of pre preference, and what drinks are the funnest for you to make? So uh, let's start with the ones I like to make. Um, I I like to make classic drinks a lot, like ones that are like just kind of like spirit heavy, which means like you know it's like pretty much liquor that mm -hmm. I'm mixing together. Um, I like to make drinks. I like my own creations, obviously. Like I, I like to uh, make other people, you know, other newer creations. Like there's a lot of fads in the bartending world. Like you know, I follow a lot of pages and whatnot. And you'll you'll get like the new thing will be like, oh, everybody's using like activated charcoal or everyone's using this. And then it's fun to like kind of keep up on those and like like be making a little bit of this and that. Um, I know there's a few years ago where I was making uh, I make like an apple pie kind of like liqueur for usually in in the fall and a couple other bars were doing something similar and i remember we were all like coming in and tasting each other's stuff and so it's oh, like that's cool it's fun to me to have like that kind of thing going um as far as drinks that i like to oh also anything with fire i love making anything with fire Ooh, don't even start because now when i come man. over i'm gonna tell you to blow some stuff up for me i got some cool stuff uh not super cool like i'm not i'm not i'm you know i'm just Yo, a humble sailor bartender but so hard right now i do have a couple little uh little fire things i can do but uh love doing that um, oh buddy that's <laughs> My heart, my ask heart hurts. Me, no, ask me next time you come in. I'll do something cool for you. Okay, you said it. You heard it. Hashtag, you heard it, if you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> um, just off the top of your head, I mean, oh, well, really quick, I just want to, you said something that kind of piqued my activated charcoal. Oh, yeah, you're not supposed to do that anymore, so don't, like, read into it too much. But uh, basically, you make drinks with charcoal, it turns them, like, black, right? And they look all cool and spooky or whatever. And yeah. uh, everyone's been doing it. And it was really cool for a while. But it turns out when you drink it, it stops your medications from working, including your birth control. So I would not recommend doing that. It was like a fad thing that came up for a while. And uh, it's like not really worth it. So if you're bartending out there, you want to make it. It's really not worth it. It looks kind of cool, but it's better to just not have it, I feel like. How many unwanted pregnancies did you cause, <laughs> you animal? I didn't. We we had a couple of drinks that I used like it, it for did. like a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> not me. <laughs> it was not my cocktail special. I did approve it, but uh, but we, you know, we, we did it for a little bit. So it was, it was like a couple of months we had it, but I think we we started it right around the time when people were like learning of that fact or talking about it, so... I think we were like letting everyone know by the time we had it. So, what what's uh what what, what what's a good fad right now that you can think of today? Um, I think like smoking is really popular right now. Like you take some like uh like I know archives been doing it a long time, but they're really cool. They're like above the curve a lot of the time. But uh, just taking like little pieces of like wood or whatever, like pine, and like kind of burning it with like a torch, and then kind of taking that and like putting the smoke from it over the top of a cocktail or like. Throwing yeah. a cocktail through the smoke kind of gives it a cool flavor. Um, they're coming out with, like, a lot of these cool, like, bubbler things that are catching, like, uh, vapor and, like, smoke inside of, like, a bubble, and you put it, like, on the cocktail. I've noticed that's coming up a lot. Um, they had, like, an original one that was, like, 300 bucks online, and now they, like, make them for, like, 20 bucks, and you can buy them from, like, weird little sketchy stores everywhere, so nice. that's probably on its way out. Uh, <laughs> Dude, you guys heard it first. Like, this is, like, prime. If you go to a bar, ask for How do you ask for that? You just tell them to smoke it up for me? I think I think if they have it, they're going to put it on display, you know, like it's... 
It's not going to be a lasting thing in a lot of places, for sure. Well, one of the things I did when I do when I when I there's a couple bartenders that I liked and uh, that I like and I and I trust, and then I just tell them when they ask me what I want, I'm like, be creative. Is that insulting or is that something fun for them? Um, I think it just depends on the person. Like I, I've never had a re- negative reaction, but I also don't want to feel like I'm almost pressuring them too much. But like I've never been disappointed, but it's always been like because it's always been something new. But one of the things when I do I build a little bit of rapport. Uh, they're like, what do you want? I'm like, surprise me. Put your personality into it. And if if I were to do that right now for you, like, what's something that that's Zach? You said you you make you made your own kind of cocktails. Is there something that is your own that you really would do for me right now? Um, let's see. Uh, it's kind of hard to think of that because it'll have my stuff around me, but uh. Thankfully for you, I got bottles right here, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I would ask questions. I always have to ask questions. Like okay. I'd be like, "What kind of liquor do you like?" And like, "What, like, kind of flavor flavor are you looking for in some way?" Like, do you want something like tart, sweet, or you know, just because it's kind of like hard to, it's hard to make something like just super random. I mean, I need a couple parameters when I'm making things. Got it. And if you said like you wanted something sweet and you didn't care about the liquor, I'd probably make you a tropical drink because those are my favorite too. I love. I don't like drinking sweet stuff, but I love like looking up like old tiki cocktails and doing that kind of stuff. I throw a tiki party a couple times a year and like go crazy on the cocktail list. Uh, so I'd probably make you something from there if you wanted that. Um, if you wanted something more like, oh, I just want to you know, like something strong, something whatever. I'd probably make you uh, something like a, a like a twist on a classic cocktail because I like those. So like something kind of like a a vucare with like some local spirits or something like that or I'd catch an old fashioned on fire I don't know, you know? <laughs> is that a thing because I would love that I love old fashions um, they're definitely they're very very potent they're very strong uh, how would you how would you remix or put a twist on an old fashioned well like I said it's always fun to like take out the spirit and like uh, kind of switch it out with something else and Everyone in Oregon, you know, we love our local brands, so switching out with, like, a local bourbon or something like that is a good start. Um, then you have, like, you know, basically just the the sugar in it, so you can switch out the sugar for a lot of people are using, like, honey, mm. local honey, um, syrup, whatever, you know. <coughs> Excuse me, whatever works, you know, but, uh, switching that out. Um, I like to flame the orange over the top, which is fire, you know, awesome. Um, I love fire where you basically just squeeze the oil out of uh, orange peel, and then that oil catches flame on, like, a little flame, and mm-hmm. boosts it up, gives it a little toasty, I, smoky flavor. I love the, the fact that you love the whole uh, lighting things on fire aesthetic. <laughs> I'm definitely very intrigued now, and you definitely caught my attention. Yeah, catch me on the... Shout out, catch me on the news uh, for burning down something in a couple... A year or two, you know, who knows when it's going to happen. But. Yeah, for reals. Um, is there some? Is there a drink that you can tell me about that that is a little more of a production to make? It's it's more of a, it's more for pizzazz versus anything. It's more looks aesthetics than anything else than any other cocktails you make. Well, I do this drink called the Blue Flame, or I think it's called the Blue Flame. <laughs> Excuse me. I I looked it up or I found it a long time ago and I changed it a little bit from what I found, but it was called the blue flame and you basically take chartreuse and catch on fire and kind of like heat it up move it around so the alcohol vapor comes out a little more makes a bigger fire and then you pour it 
straight over the top of martini. Um, that's kind of an egg white base, so it's got a little bit of foam on top. And it kind of separates it. It looks really cool. And the flame is blue, and it's awesome. It trickles all the way down. And uh, that's, like, my favorite thing to, to bust out here and there, you know? Do you, do you get in trouble for doing these kind of experimental drinks, or is it something that just kind of, like... I mean... I think there's a motorcycle in the back. I thought you farted. Straight up. I was like, oh, no. I thought you farted. I'm sorry. You'd have to reset the tape. I wouldn't... I couldn't stand the humiliation. <laughs> he just... He left already. No, um... I'll, I might not edit that out. I love the... I love the impromptuness of it. But, um... Uh, do you get in trouble for stuff like that? Or is it something, like, if it's encouraged, like, hey, do you? No, it's part of, like, bartending, you know what I mean? Like, uh, we, I mean, all of the bar tops are, you know, safe. Like, there's nothing that's going to catch on fire. And if I make you a drink like that, you know, I, I hold it back a little bit. Like, it'll be, you know, if, it, if like, I was to spill, which I have, you know, the flaming <laughs> liquid, it would just kind of, like, go on the side and burn itself out for a second, you know? Yeah. Like, nothing's going to be crazy. Like, nothing would explode or, you know, as long as you're not making it close enough to the person that their hair catches on fire, you know, mm-hmm. you're pretty much safe. Like, it's not that wild. Man, that is enlightening because I, I definitely want to try these things. And what, how's the taste on it? How would you describe the taste? Pretty good. That one's a little bit more, like, herbal and, like, tart. So that one's, like, for, if I know the person's kind of into that, it's an easier thing to get going. Or I can sweeten it up a little bit, but it's still going to be, like, kind of herbal, floral, you know. Because, I mean, you, I don't know if you, you know what you're doing, because we're live, guys. Um, no, um, and and uh, you messed up, man, because now I'm going to go in and be like, do this production for me. Do it. I mean, I'm one of those, like, I think a lot of bartenders are the same, where if someone asks me for, like, to surprise them or make something for them, like, I love making something for someone special. Like, that's how most of my things come up to is like people ask for it and I'll just keep making it and then it becomes a thing um but I love that you know I think most bartenders do too the only thing is like if they're like super busy maybe don't ask them to like you know because yeah, yeah, sure. not gonna be as creative at that time but you know if it's moderately busy you know and anyone asks me I'm always happy to like make something for someone that's special that they're gonna like like more than just ordering whatever because they don't really know what to get you know yeah yeah for sure so yeah feel free I I you heard that first. He fucked up. I'm going to do it. I'm be like, do this production for me. And then it's going to do it. Be cool. And then we're going to, I'm going to record it. And then we're going to put it on the, the podcast uh, Instagram. Because I feel like people need to really, I want to show people what you're about. Again, this is, uh, this is a craft. This is a thing that takes years. He didn't just wake up one morning and started blowing shit up. He actually like took, I mean, how many times did you get before you realized how you can handle flame with a drink? Um, you know, it's, uh, I love playing with fire, so <laughs> I immediately love doing that, um, but it's not too crazy, you know, you kind of, it's one of those things you, like, you just do it, and you see how it goes, and then, you know, you just get better and better at it, you know, I, I'm not gonna lie, I've spilt and oh shit, a couple times, you know, yeah, and, like, yeah. had to, th- like, you know, pat it out, but, you know, that's part of the process. Have you ever injured yourself? I feel no. Like this is dangerous. No? no, no, no. You're a safe guy. Okay. I've injured myself on the hot water like heater <laughs> more than I've <laughs> done it with like live fire over a cocktail. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, he's safe, guys. He's safe. So, yeah, definitely. If you if you're in, uh, in the area and you want a really good production, ask him. I mean, he seems very open to it. Just don't wave your money at him. He's not a he's not a hooker. 
a hooker. He's not one of those. So sex work is work, though. I yeah, it is. We're pro. We're pro. We're pro sex work. I definitely think. Uh, did, did I tell you I'm I'm working on making my own condoms now? You're making. I thought your own I told condoms. you this. Yeah, I'm making condoms by hand. Not right by hand. I'm tasting them by hand. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> by now. I'm tasting condoms. No, no, no. Um, so this company, Prudence and everything, they sell condoms and I'm definitely trying to... It's just condoms with my name on it, with my brand cool. on you it. You should put your face on it. That'd be awesome. Nobody wants to see this face. <laughs> not even my girlfriend wants to see this. I'm just kidding. It's too much self-deprecation. It's not funny. Guys, come on. All right, love yourself. You love yourself. It's all about loving yourself. But yeah, definitely that's the thing. Uh, I'm definitely going for a more just an accessible one, just because I've been in healthcare for so long. Um, I don't want it to be no flashy, no wild flavor. It's just a standard, you know, ribbed for her pleasure, obvi, um, with sure, just sure. minimal lubricant. So right. with all for people with allergies and things like that. But essentially, going to have the rabbit logo. Right. And I'm, I want to do that because I want people to be, you know, practice safe sex. And I definitely think that it's right. a thing. Strawberry yeah. flavored, preferably. <laughs> Everybody, ladies, you love strawberry flavored. flavored. <laughs> ladies. Um, yeah, because like I said, I used to work pediatrics for so many years, and it's heartbreaking seeing, you know, 12 year old girls come in there, you know, with, with children of their own, and, and that it could have been avoided with easy um, contraceptive, you know. Or more education, you know. And I'm definitely a firm believer that you know we need that. So definitely look that out if you're if you're checking me out if you're following my stuff. That's in the works. Uh, Sometime by the end of the first quarter, hopefully in 2020, we'll have that out and we'll have merch. Uh, I'm not selling none of it. None of this is for it's it's all for friends and family. So if you want one, let me know and I'll look give give me your size and I'll make you one. I definitely don't want to make a profit out of this. This is definitely just for everybody. This is all out of my own pocket. Are you doing this just to figure out the size of everyone's penises? That's also a thing as well, because I thought I saw mine and I thought I was average, and then I went to the Y before they closed it down, and I was like, oh no, yours goes yours goes to like the left. Why does yours go to the left? Why is yours crooked? You know, to the what's going on? Veins? What? So, I know one more penis joke before we kind of wrap up here. Yeah, order me a couple of the left leaners. That's uh, <laughs> left leaning ones. I don't know if they make them different. Call them lefties. <laughs> yeah. Slightly longer on one side. <laughs> Just kind of wonky. The tip's a little crooked, but that's okay. Um, so that's a thing that I'm trying to do, and it definitely uh, it's things that I, 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 like I said, come out of my own pocket, but I want to give to people to kind of get my name out there and kind of let people know that, hey, this is a serious thing. Penis joke. Um, but... Real quick, I, I know your time is really <coughs> valuable. Is there another Zach rant that you want to throw at me? Because I love these. Oh, Zach rants. I love oh, your Zach rants, and I love your bar, you know, your bar etiquette rants. Because it's like these people, I can see them, and I can see them in their in their thick DC shoes and their oversized jean shorts oh, and their caps. Carhartt hoodies. <laughs> and their what? Flat bill caps always. Oh yeah. It's always a flat bill cap. Always. 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 Oh man, let's see. Here, I'll give you another uh, another classic case of toxic masculinity. Oh, I love it. So we have this kid come in, right? And he's he's like five feet tall, like five three, and he's angry already. And he uh, he's kind of it's really busy, and he's standing around. He's waving money in front of one of the uh, bartender's faces, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I end up going walking by, 
and he grabs my arm as I'm walking by, which I don't ever fucking touch anybody that works in any kind of Already anything. Already to a bad start? Ever. Never touch a person that's working. Like, yeah. you know, like, grabs me by my arm, and I turn around, and I'm just like, whoa, like, what, what do you want, man? And he, he tells me, he's like, hey, I put in $7 into the game machine back there, and it says I only put in $6. And I was Jeez. like, you've been throwing a fit over here for like five minutes while we're super busy for okay yeah man I'll get you your dollar just wait up and then uh walk away he gets his dollar and uh a little bit of time goes by and uh, we're about closing and he's standing there fuming looking angry at me come over and like something I can help you with man and he throws the biggest fit he tells me that I'm terrible at customer service drops some bigoted statements screams at me and he's losing his cool as he's talking to me like shaking and uh his dad comes up to him and grabs him by the bill of his flat bill cap and pulls him out of the bar no and his friends apologize for him and as he's throwing this fit so he comes back in like two nights later and i'm like i don't want you in here anymore man like i'm not dealing with you let's kick him out and then he sends his friends in to ask me why he's kicked out and i'm like Really, honestly, he's not. He's kicked out for the bigoted comment he made. That's like the thing that I care about. You know, like I don't like that he said that, and I don't want any customers around. Like you know. With, Why would you? Yeah, no. Right. That's not okay. Like I don't want that being said. So then he mm-hmm. writes me a message on my my Facebook. He writes the Facebook, as, you know, again. It's getting and, worse and worse. And then he writes all of the people that I work with, like that he knows or found on Facebook messages about how it wasn't cool what I did and how like all this stuff and. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I usually don't do this. I usually just say, like, oh, you're talking to me on our Facebook. Like, oh, it's Zach. Like, the person you just talked to in person and then wrote a message to, and now you're writing a message to here. It's me again. Like, mm-hmm. it's still me. But this time I was like, I think Zach's making some good points with 86 of you, like, on the Facebook. <laughs> and then so he's, like, going back and yes. forth, and I'm like, being two people, and I was just cracking. I was having a good time. You know, but, Jeez. That's so dangerous. Don't drink and have toxic male masculinity. It's not ever a good thing. Um, and, and, and I mean, with that, I, I, I think there's a lesson to be learned here. Don't, don't act wild when you go in public. There's etiquette to bars. <sighs> Respect your bartender. Tip your bartender. I think everyone needs to understand that, you know, there's a, it's a process. And you can't just go in there like a fucking animal. So... Uh, I just want to thank you, Zach. I know we're, you know, valuable in your time. So thank you so much for coming out to Down the Rabbit Hole. Uh, I definitely loved your vibe. I definitely loved joking around with you. Thanks for having me, man. I would love to come back. Like, uh, this, is, this has I been a great time. I need to ask you. Thank you so much, Joe. Great time. I, I, I want you back. We want you back. We all want you back. And um, definitely I'm going to take up your uh, offer and do some wild shit with some fire. And I'm going to stunt, and I'm going to record it, and I'm going to put it on the Instagram so you guys can see what I'm talking about. He really, really hones in on his crabs, and I really think you guys should see what he's about if you haven't been out downtown Salem in the last fucking ten years. Come on. <laughs> so thank you so much for being on Down in the Rabbit Hole. Uh, D-T-R-H, I call it, uh, underscore podcast on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, so thank you so much. We'll catch you on the next one thank you again so much for being on here i loved it loved it i'm just gonna praise you so much like i do all my guests because i appreciate you guys doing this for me uh y'all don't have to but you do so thank you so much for coming on here thank you man yeah so have a good night everyone and uh stay tuned to what we do next it's gonna be cool
Still, man, we can never share a bed. Long distance love, can you dream about hoods? Talk about having kids. But I don't space it up, and you divide QT and begin to disappear. A lot of folks told me, said traveling hearts get bruises. Put a band aid on, look, ointment up. Still, scar gon' show me useless. I ain't need to fly. Got wings, but do still pray to cry. In between, I feel short like an old man lazy eye. Even Doc said, time gon' heal your knee. Let me talk to him. Cause I love you, girl, my heart hurt when you gone. When things right now seem hard or win alone I mean shoot all day like a dog in his bone At least you hear me every time you play the song Cause I love you girl my heart hurt when you gone When things right now seem hard or win alone I mean shoot all day like a dog in his bone At least you hear me every time you play the song Time right here. You know, I was gonna talk, but when I heard this come through, I just decided to shut up and oh, I'm still talking. 
my man.